the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The voices of Brett the Hitman Hart and my idol, Slick Rick, Rick Flair and Eleven. Saturday morning, it's November 5, 2022. The boys are on the line. Wendy Mowder in 63, 52 tomorrow, Monday, 60. Real quick, and then we'll go to Scotty and we'll go to Kenny. Temperatures are dropping. Snow is from winter parks open. It means the ski seasons is here, and it's the right time, the perfect time, to take your skitters and your boards in for a tune. I was there a couple of Fridays ago with John Marriott and Alan Samuel and Alan's girlfriend, and then we went to dinner. Time to get new gear and get yourself on the mountain ASAP. As soon as this puppy clears up all the way, I'm on the boards. Winter Park is open. Owe it to yourself to pay Larson Ski and Sport located on south of I-70 on Kipling. A, a stop. Whether you rent equipment for you or want to own it, these are the guys for your kids and grandkids. Absolutely committed to making your skiing boarding experiences absolute best of clothing the helmets the goggles larson's so convenient stop on the way up the hill stop on the way home the big wooden building next to the crab shack you go i-25 i-70 westbound get off on kipling come down the ramp make a left go back under i-70 come out the other side see the crab shack on the right side on the west side right next to it big wooden box building that is Larson Ski and Sport. The guys are absolute experts at everything you need for winter sports seven days a week. Stop in a day and tell them I sent you. John Marriott and the team, Paul and everybody. Larson Ski and Sports, South of I-70 on Kipling. Website is LARSONSport.com. Without further ado, we're going to do this show last Saturday getting ready for Halloween. And I came up with the COVID. But these are dear friends and with great history. Please say good morning. Welcome back to the radio. Number one, Kenny Danen. Hey, Doc, good morning, man. Thanks for doing the show. Can you hear me? Yeah, PB. All right. And on the on the other line, the two and only, Scotty Hastings. Big fella, man. Good morning. <laughs> hey. My fellas, uh, uh, Peter, good morning to you. And Laugh Track, I miss you, my brother. I love you. I, You know, you guys... I tell when I when I meet people when we talk about stuff and I talk about radio shows that we did that that we did them every year and one of them was a night in haunted houses and the doctor Kenny Danen with the exception of one time Doc you went on every trip didn't you on every 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 haunted house show I think you went did you not pretty much yep. And also Daryl Luby, who can't be Daryl's in Utah with his family, so he was going to do the show. Scotty, how many haunted houses do you think you did? Oh gosh, Peter, um, I, I I did one with you yep. somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but I remember sleeping on a hard floor. Yep. I think I think I believe at like four in the morning. Uh, so I, you know, that's hard to know. Kenny, Kenny may know. I know this. Kenny and I, you know, obviously worked together at KOA, but, uh, you know, he was, he was traveling with us when I was doing Broncos all those years. And then we started doing all the haunted, I, I'm sure he didn't engineer every single haunted house we, we, we did as well, but we did it, I don't know, four, four straight years, four or five straight years. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger as far as we would go out. We would try to go out, Peter, the week before 
uh, a couple of years and stay at a different place all around Colorado. I mean, we went to Victor, Colorado. Oh, I know, and, I know. Did, you know, all over the place. Was it Julie? Uh, did, did Julie? Did Julie go with you? Was Was Julie the woman that would go with you on those on those trips? No. Um, Who went? I remember there was so, a there was a woman's voice with you on one or two occasions. Uh, you know what? One of them at the 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 Croke Patterson, no. um, Amelia Earhart. There you go. That one. There you go. There yeah, Amelia you go. Earhart yeah, came down to that one. And you know what, Kenny? Kenny, maybe he'll tell the story better than me. That was one of the funniest times. Kenny, Kenny would go in and wire the house. You know, back before Wi-Fi and all this stuff, <clears throat> you get all these wires running here and there to make sure you get all your equipment. Well, we're and you've been to that house many times, Peter. Yeah. But we're way up on that top top floor, right, where the dogs supposedly jumped out the yep. windows, and yeah. you know, yeah. a couple bedrooms up there. And we're sitting in there, and and Charles Johnson, CJ. Is doing the show with me that day, and and Kenny's telling about experiences he had and how you know he was going up and down the stairs, where they and every time he'd come in like this, he didn't notice a couple of times. Door would be out, he just push it in, whatever. And, and every time he's noticed, these doors kept pulling out. You know, yep. typical stuff that you see sometimes these haunted houses. And he's telling this story on the show, and Charles Johnson is a was at the time a non-believer. And he just starts laughing and making fun of Kitty, and he goes, "Oh yeah, okay, that that really happened. that happened. How can we happen now?" And Peter, I'm yeah. not telling you. I'm telling you, within two or three seconds, open. There was like an L-shaped uh, uh, yeah. desk and drawers facing in opposite <laughs> directions, and they both pull out at the same time. No, I remember that. And you just need CJ threw his headset down. We're on the third floor. Yep. And ran out the building faster than Forrest Gump running down the lane. <laughs> we had to go. I had to go down and talk him in. And for the rest of the show, I, I had to stay by his side. He went to the bathroom. I, he goes, "Where's the bathroom, Scott?" I go, "It's right there on the corner." He goes, "All right, let's go." I go, <laughs> "Oh man, I ain't going in there by myself." Oh, I had to go and stand yeah, at the yeah. door. And, and Kenny just—that's how I, I nicknamed him Laugh Track because he just. He has the greatest laugh in the world. He just started laughing. But that that was the Croke Patterson, I think, we went to I had one. Scott, Scotty Hastings, of course, and Kenny Dane, and I wanted to do this show for Halloween, but we still want to do it. I had the same thing, and it was where Croke Patterson, and down the end of the hall was a um, was the, the, there were bedrooms everywhere. And you guys right. remember who it was, and she was our promotions woman who she said, and I, I was a truly was a good married guy. She said, "Can I sleep with you?" And because she would, they were going to spend the night, and I'm going, "Okay, sure, fine, but we got to keep our you know keep the laundry on, and you know." And so it's like two o'clock in the morning, and nobody settles down, and Kenny's up, and I get this push, and I don't want to name names because it's not fair, but you guys know who it was: blonde woman. You remember her? First name began with the letter J. And so she said, Peter, and I said, what? She said, would you take me to the bathroom? <laughs> and it's like, and, and, and this place is so weird. And that's the place where the guys, who was it? Was it you, Scotty, that saw the old man on the couch that wasn't there? Or who was it that did that one? Uh, in the basement, uh, uh, gosh, I, can't, I forgot his name. I'll think a second. Uh, Kenny may know it. He ran the board for us. He was in sales now, I think, over there. Um, 
he went down, he forgot a coat yeah. and, and, and went down the basement, came back and saw a dude sleep on the couch and he didn't, didn't say nothing. Uh, he said he got the door and it felt weird. Like someone's looking, he turned back around cause the eyes, the guy's eyes were close. And he said, the guy was just laying there wide, wide open, staring at him. He didn't think anything about it. He thought it was somebody else, friend, boyfriend, whatever. And end up, we ended up checking in back with the lady at the time uh, who owned it and said, uh, no, there's no guy here. No guy's supposed to be here. <laughs> remember that one? Hey, boss, yeah. to Kenny, yeah. you remember when we were in a place and that guy had cats in the refrigerator? Were you on that one? Yeah, yeah. I'm not making it up, bro. They, yeah, yeah. Blake, Blake just laughed cats. at me. Yeah, had dead cats in the refrigerator. Uh, in the uh, freezer. I came up with this idea. This is like one of my originally stupid ideas. I thought, well, why don't we spend a night in a haunted house? And the first place I went was Maddie Silks, and I went by myself. And yeah. these people were telling me, oh, you can smell cigarettes up there, and you can hear the piano. And and, and, and you came, you, Kenny came, and board opted the show the next morning. Well, it was, a, it was a success. It was like, and I think we were working for KO, and yeah. I and I pitched her on the next year. And Scotty, I think you and Uncle Dave were doing afternoons on KOA then, were you not? Yeah, yep, yep. And Uncle Dave doesn't yeah, like. Yeah, we a, called it the Boo Zoo Tour. That was yeah, right. we call, yeah, yeah. That's we, the Boo Zoo Tour. That's right. Uh, I'm, that's right. And we, everybody recruited Kenny because you can't go anywhere without the doctor. And no. and so the doc started spending nights with me. Hey, Kenny, remember when we went up to Morrison and we crossed that bridge in a snowstorm and we stayed in that oh, house? Oh, listen, hey, that's one of my favorite stories. That uh, we invite public to come and stay with us overnight. If they paid. And if they paid, we, if, we yeah. gave the money to Step 13, to Bob Cote. That's exactly right. We, yeah. char- we charged, I, we, I charged 100 bucks a night. You know, for charity, and the money would go to Cote in Step 13. But that's right. It was civil- yeah. Civilians went with us. Yeah. And uh, the night the school teachers stayed with us, and yeah. um, he and I were in this little area, um, kind of like a, um, a sleep area. I was on the couch. He was in the bed. And in the middle of the night, he gets up. And goes up the stairs from where um, I was sleeping or trying to sleep. And um, he goes into the bathroom. And the next thing I hear is his footsteps coming back down the stairs. And um, because it was really, you know, it's pretty creepy. The the wooden stairs would... uh, um, tell of your step on each one of them. Yeah. And you'd hear a clump, clump, <laughs> clump. And, um, and so, uh, I hear him come in there and I'm thinking to myself, well, he didn't flush the toilet. And, um, so anyway, later on, make a long story short, um, we're over at the, um, restaurant and, um, we did the show uh, over there. Yeah. Yeah, the Morrison Inn. That's it. And, and uh, um, so we wait till the um, people start coming in, and the teacher comes in. And during one of the breaks, I asked him, I said, uh, so 
when you got up and went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, did, did, did you, I didn't hear you flush the toilet. He goes, I never got never up. Never got up. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that, and then you were, you, you slept downstairs and, and, and then there was a civilian cause they're not radio guys. They went with us and uh, they paid to go and the money went to Bob. Right. So I'm walking across that bridge. Remember that bridge we walked across? Yeah. And this guy said, hey, Pete. And I said, what? He said, I got a gun. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> Three, I said, These things are already dead. You know, I'm not going to break it to you, but I got a gun. And I went, oh, God. And so uh, Scott Hastings and, of course, the one and only Kenny Dane. And Scotty, what was the best experience you had in doing haunted houses? And should we do one more? Should we do it again? Well. Oh, yes, we should do it again. Right. And, and we keep talking about with new places. Uh, you know, modern-day program directors are all nervous bellies, I think, and, and don't think the public like this stuff, and yet I think Loved they it. really do. Loved it, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I went armed on, on some of those trips, too, but I, I carried a Bible. <laughs> and Probably better. I, I, <laughs> 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 Kitty, remember that? I figured, I, I figured that would be better protection for, for what my given. We were in the Victor Hotel. Yep, Victor, Colorado. And, and, yeah. and listen, I, I talk a good game, but I was a big chicken. But, man, I, we get in bed. And, and I would never hotel, sleep in a room. So it was a spooky hotel. And I would not uh, uh, sleep by myself. So I got uh, one of our friends. I don't know if he's an intern or not, but big country. So he's got a oh, roll yeah. out at the foot oh, yeah. of my bed. And I'm sitting in this bed, and, and, and again, we're in kind of an L shape. My my feet are down towards his head, and his feet are going out towards the door. We just kind of settle in, turn light, and, you know, it's just small talk before you go to bed. And all of a sudden, it's silent. And I don't know if it's a couple minutes. But then all of a sudden, and it's to my left, like there's a wall to the outside to my left. So to the, the left of me and by my feet, I hear in this loud whisper, who are you? Who are you? Yep. 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 And I, and, and I go, country, you say something? <laughs> he goes, no. He goes, did you say something? I go, no. I go, what'd you hear? And he goes, who are you? I said, I heard the same thing. Next thing I know, I'm here, bah, 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 running out of the room. Country's gotten out of yep. his bed. He's taking off, running out of his bed. Well, now I'm in there by myself. I get up out of bed, and I'm sleeping in my drawers, and I, and I pick up my sweatpants, and I put my sweatpants there because we're going out. You know, it's a, it's a hotel, and there wasn't many people there. But I'm going out to the hotel in the lobby or the hallway. I'm not going to throw out my underwear. So I'm trying to put my, my pants or my legs in my pants. I got my left foot, my left leg in. I'm sticking my right leg in, and my big toe catches Hooks right it. into that string of those sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> and so I come, I come barreling out of the room, one leg hopping, you know, with the big toe stuck in the string. But th that was the freakiest because yeah. it wasn't just one of us, but it was two of us that heard the, heard the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. And now the yeah. point. Remember, Kitty, we had we had some people that were actually real ghost hunters there. We had them too. They were doing yeah. uh, yep. um, EVPs somewhere, and they caught the same voice on. And we were on the fifth floor; they were on the fourth. They caught the same voice yep. on the recording 
on the fourth floor uh, of someone going, we, who are you? Who are we? Yeah. It's Kenny Dane and Peter Boyles, of course, the one and only, Scotty Hastings, talking about the haunted house. I wanted to do it last Saturday for Halloween, and I caught the COVID. So we're picking it up. I, these shows are too much fun for me to listen to. So, you, <laughs> Kenny, were you, were you with us when Tom Martino's ex-wife freaked out and she bailed out of the building? Yeah. Yeah, because they heard the voices, too. Yeah. And they and those guys came and we had on one time this was this was the Sheik, aka the Sheik, he hired or brought in two competitive Ghostbuster teams. And I yeah. you know, I, I'm just gonna do the show, you know, I'm not doing the planning part of it. Well it turns out they all hate each other. And yeah. in a in, in the middle of the night, Scotty, they're beefing, right? And it was the yeah. only time my daughter ever went with me. Because she's like a chicken. She's I'm not doing this. Okay, Dad, I want to go. And so I had to get up. And had to, we had through one of the team. I think, think Kenny, Kenny, you, one of you guys has to leave, or both of you guys have to leave. And we, But we used to take those Ghostbusters with us, and they'd record stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think it was, it was uh, Tommy's ex-wife. And she said, I'm not staying here. And she got up and left. And that was, woof. Yep. He had us a time. All right, so well, it, 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 it was it, it was some. Kenny had. I, I'll tell you one more of our quick stories. Uh, and we always had a thing. Let's don't fake nothing. Let's no, that's right. Don't, you can't you know, because don't, don't fake let's, it. Let's, let's try to really yeah. do it for real. Yeah. And, and we we would have. And Kenny would say we'd have new people come in on our trip. Yep. And, and we would always set a ground rules. Now, there was a couple guys came in, and we did have a few uh, libations after the show, but I mean, that's, that's for another story. Yeah, <laughs> that's another story. But but we're in there, and Kenny and I are doing the show, and I'm and I'm doing the show by myself. Dave would come in. Uh, we were three to seven, so he yeah. would come in six after football, and Kenny and I are up in Georgetown somewhere, I believe, in an old banker's house, town museum or something, and you know, all these different stories and prostitutes and stuff they bring in and all this stuff. Well, they had one of them old kind of turn of the, the century cellars, right? Where they, you know, had the coal shoots where they dropped the coal into the basement and all this stuff. And, yeah. I mean, it just, just in and by itself, it's kind of spooky. Well, um, King decides we're going to send somebody down. I don't even remember who it was now, uh, but we're going to send somebody downstairs with a microphone yep. and just see if we can hear something. I, and Kenny, you may remember who we sent down there, but, uh, and once again, this, you know, we always found, if yeah, I could interrupt for a second with Scotty and Kenny, we always found some dupe. Yeah. And, 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 no, I'm serious. And they would only go once and we would use and abuse yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. No, you go over here and wait in the dark and keep your recorder yeah, no, on. No. Yeah. And, and they were so, dupes. So Kenny, Kenny wasn't afraid of that, but Kenny runs about a 60-foot wire down there or something that seemed like that. And and we get a microphone down on there, and somebody's down there, and we're asking questions. It's, it, you know, he's got the lights on there. So Kenny goes over and flips the light off, or I do, flips the light off. All of a sudden, you know, live on air, which is great radio. All of a sudden, you hear a grown man scream is a hilarious <laughs> thing to hear. <laughs> Crowman screams, uh, runs up the stairs, and, and, and that's, you know, we mess with him, whatever. And, okay. So we're doing the show. Well, again, long story short, Dave comes on the show, and we're, so now we're, we're telling ghost stories for people. Somebody comes in and starts talking Ouija board stuff, oh. telling Ouija board ghost stories. 
And I'm like, man, you, you better not. No, not in Dave. Not, not, not with Dave. Not with Dave. No, uh, and, and all of a sudden, and, and, and somebody, I don't know, asked or I asked or Dave asked, so, well, what do you do? And man, so you don't mess with it. And then again, on the radio, we yep. have the recording there. Thank you, Andy Lindo. I have the recording there. Yep. All of a sudden, you hear, read the Bible. Yes. In a low whisper. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, what? Whew. And you can hear it. We go, did you say that? No, did you no, say that? No. And then we go to break. We come back and goes, hey, I don't want to say anything. This is Kenny now. He goes, well, you remember when we sent so-and-so down in the basement? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to I forgot to pot off his mic. That mic is live down in the basement. <laughs> we had him. I mean, it was, and we always that's the, only, that's the only place we think it could come from. I always thought there's a Japanese word called uki, and it kind of means the target, the fool, you know, whatever, a dupe. But we'd always right, we'd yeah. always got him. I mean, Kenny would find him, or you, you guys would find him, and they'd say, oh, "You take this microphone." And Kenny Kenny Danen, who really is the wizard. And, I, and he'd run some wire down 300 feet in the basement someplace. And you sit down here in the dark. Some kid would do it. And then, you know, it was – all right, so final question. Um, you know, Daryl's in Utah. Should we – Scotty, should we go back one more time? We're old men. What do you think? Old, old, yeah. old men. Old men yeah. now. I went as a young guy. But you guys want to go one more time next, next, next Halloween? Sure. Uh, I I am absolutely in. Let me know. Right, I would. Right, okay. uh, I'm going, I'll do anything for you, Peter. You're the man. And, and huh? Anything for the wizard. Wiz, what Thanks. do you think? You want to go one more time? Sure. Why not? See, that's what I, that's what I love about you guys. Um, I, I I thought about it this year, and I thought, nah, because I took a hit in the head, and I was gonna. But next year, we'll we'll get together. We'll have a lunch. We'll bring Daryl. We'll bring some bosses around. We got to bring Ko out of retirement. Because she has to, she has to get mad at us, you know, yeah, and yeah, get, yeah. Go, go in the office the next morning, and get yelled at, you know, or we drag in there all beat up. <laughs> I, I I need to tell everybody what these two men mean, and especially with Kenny. Kenny pulled our fat out of the fire so many times, and Scott Hastings, there is no better guy. And so, a late happy Halloween to both of you. I love you, and um, thank you. Back at you. Yeah, bro. we'll we'll do. I'm doing the shoot show now on uh, YouTube. And when Daryl gets back, let's I'll, I'll put a I'll put a shoot together with all the all of us together and tell those stories and okay because they're they, they got we need to capture them before they all get away and when we started li- living in haunted houses which you know <laughs> something wrong hey, with all of us yeah yeah hey, hey, you know what there's there's the title of a great autobiography living in haunted houses that's right living in haunted houses and and do, and, and and live hey. endorsements yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love you both, Scotty. Um, love, love you, too, I tell you and, and hey, hey, Wiz, I'll give you a call, man. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, brothers. Okay, okay. Uh, just two of the best. I mean, I. All right, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Lines are open. Things break, and they don't work right. And I went through this with. We just had the guys come to the house to fix the furnace. Time, plumbing, heating, and electric for all your service needs. The best, easy to remember number for your needs: three zero three plumber. Denver natives, Brad and Julie Apple, own Time Plumbing Electric Heating. These have become friends, licensed since 1983. Is your furnace getting old and not heating like it used to? Time Plumbing Heating and Electric can clean, service your furnace, do it. It's going to get cold for $69. It's normally a buck twenty. God knows where it goes from there. 
So if your furnace is getting old, not heating like it used to, Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric is a blowout special. Furnace replacement this month. Get two grand off their standard pricing for a new ream or a carrier. For real, this is offered financing starting at only 62 bucks a month. New furnace, your old one will get recycled. Simply dial an easy-to-remember number, 303 Plumber. Mention Peter's Furnace Special. Get two Gs off of a furnace replacement this month. If you got a problem, they have an answer, 303 Plumber. How tough is that? 303 P-L-U-M-B-E-R. My word on these guys. They come like the wind and they fix it. 303 Plumber, do it today. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes after 11 for the first time since 9 a.m. Lines are wide open. 303-696-1971. It's going to be windy and colder in 63, 52 tomorrow. Thanks to David Harsani, who kicked off the show, Professor David Smith from Baylor, and, of course, Kenny and Scotty. 303-696-1971. And the guy said, uh, you're going to reschedule Brother Jeff. Yeah, Brother Jeff's going to do the shoot this Wednesday. Uh, please explain corporatist versus fascist. I don't know what that means. Uh, Peter, where did the German Empire come from? Doesn't it come from the Norman Conquest? No, they're Germanic tribes. I thought they were tribal. Cowboy Moving and Storage is the recommended mover. And our friends, the Cowboy Moving Company, CowboyMoving.com, it's customer reviews. We talk about this. They're incredible. When people use them, they like them. What I would urge you to do, and they do the load and hold, which means uh, basically if you're moving in a new office or residence and you got to leave your current location before the new place is available, this is the storage service for you. The load and hold trailers work. Everything's dry and warm, and they hold all your furniture and whatever you need for a short or long-term storage. I mean, recommended by so many people. And they, they work for us, uh, and I worked with them, and they'll run you in the ground. The guys have been with Cowboy for years, and they're truly what makes the difference. Moves to loads to holds to storage. Cowboy's been Colorado's recommended mover since 1968. I, that's why this guy has a tank shift Indian in his office. If you're a biker, that's the bike, right? Cowboy donates a portion of every move to Freedom Service Dogs. Ask for an estimate. Cowboymoving.com. Let them come and see what you want to move. And they're there. Heavy stuff, it doesn't matter. 303-789-2200. Our friends, 303-789-2200. 789-2200. Call them today. I'm looking for names here. Oh, we go to Fred. Fred on one? Is that where we're going? I'll give it a shot. Fred, Longmont, Colorado. You're on a radio show. Fred's on number one, Pete. Fred's number one. <laughs> Fred's the man. Hey, Fred. The man. I, I got two points I'd like to make, if you don't mind. Sure. Do you know the original or, or origin of fascism? Yeah, I mean, it was the, the, um, the, the bundle uh, from, from, from Roman Empire. It well, was... it actually comes from the Etruscans. Okay. Who thought the Romans. Okay. But what it means is, and I'll just, for your audience. Most please. It says the axe, it was an axe. That's right. It had these bundles on That's it right. of rods. Yep. But the axe symbolized the power to put to death, the rods the power to, mm-hmm. to whip. I know. And, and Mussolini obviously converted into fascism. But here's something you might find of interest about Thomas Jefferson. He proposed using the fascist as Virginia's state symbol. Mm-hmm. No, it's been around. It's It's... It's like the swastika in India, subcontinent India, or in Navajo Mm -hmm. tribes. The swastika was a good luck sign. Mm -hmm. And Hitler takes it and makes it the twisted cross. But, no, I knew that 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 bundle with the axe head 
that gone. I know the legions used it, and I knew that. You know, remember Mussolini? He's a he's a communist as a as a as a young man, and he's a newspaper editor. He's also a World War One veteran, and when they march on Rome, that was what gave trigger to Adolf Hitler to do the 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 the, uh, the beer hall putsch. It was the march on the government, and he saw Mussolini pull it off, and so that triggered what he was going to do in the beer hall. Um, they they played off off of each other quite a bit. But um, it was maddening to see all this stuff about the Nazis or socialists because it's not even close. Well, that goes back to what you've often mentioned. Those that don't read history have no clear understanding. The second point I'd like to make, I, I was out for my walk and I had a little transistor radio, so I think I heard you correctly. You were talking about the Crips and the Bears and that, yeah. and that, that Hitler tolerated them as long as they kind of played along with his game. And they tolerated him. Yes, but let me give you a corollary, if I could, and I'd like to go back sure. to the Romans. The Romans were, were more original to that fact. When a legion took over a tribe or went into a territory, they tolerated those people as well, as long as they conformed to what the Roman sure. Empire wanted, paid tribute, and, and honored the gods that the Romans supported. So I think, I don't know if this is where Hitler got his idea, but the Romans certainly were very good well, at that. Remember Saddam. Saddam tolerated Christianity. He never mm-hmm. shut down a church in his life. Exactly. As long as you were, I mean, I met those people, and I said, hey, as long as we did what the guy asked, and, uh, and, and of course, Saddam's not religious at all. But, you know, all those, those Orthodox guys, they, they went to church. He, he never stopped them. Well, and I think that's the difference between those, even though they may bad, be bad people, those that learned that, that uh, strategy who can keep the people at peace. Remember Pax Romano. Sure, of course. The they peace. were able to keep the long-term peace yeah. because they tolerated their yeah. enemies as long as the enemies didn't fight back. Yeah. And the smart leaders are the ones who work that way with the people that they take over. The dumb ones are the ones who try to persecute and prosecute. And remember, I've tried to tell people this. Adolf Hitler saw Christianity as an offshoot of Judaism. And... He had no tolerance for Christianity, and, you know, oftentimes you see it, but they used the Christians. You often see the pictures from the 30s of the altars with swastikas on them and uh, Lutheran priests wearing, you know, swastika uh, on their clothes. But if you read in, in depth what they wanted to do is they didn't—Christianity was a form of Judaism to these people. The, the, the Savior was a Jew. Um, they were they were going to eventually that was going to go out the window too. But in the meantime, if nothing else, they were pragmatic as hell. They were able, and you know, and that's what makes me somewhat angry at people who have not cracked books. And I, I come back to this: read Mein Kampf. I'm I'm not telling you to you know what a great read, but it's it's Dietrich Eckhart is he dedicates the book to Dietrich Eckhart. That's the first volume. Second volume they come out again. They it's the 18. I think it's the 18 to die in the putsch. But Dietrich Eckhart is this, he creates a whole culture that doesn't exist. He creates the Teutonic Knights. He creates the Thule Society. And Bl- Madame Blavatsky is in the Thule Society. And Blavatsky influences Margaret Sanger. I mean, it's, there, there are all these people are together. And, of course, that gets thrown out the window by people just want to say, pick a word and use it. And I did say this. It's like the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics 
using that word, that means Joe Stalin was a Republican. And of course, he, no, that's stupid. <laughs> Pete, are you interested in, in um, Cold War? Very much so. I'm reading a book. I nearly finished it. It's called The Spy and the Traitor. Huh. I don't know if you've ever read it. But what it's about is a KGB officer who was flipped by the British hmm. to spy for the British. It's a true story. Oh, sure. And what's interesting to me about it is just the idea of, you know, a spy being flipped. That goes on every day. Every day. But it's the background of the KGB in the different departments and the levels and the theories and the thinking that went on during the time of the Cold War. And it talks about Andropov, especially. He was at one time. Oh, absolutely. Andropov. Andropov, they say. Andropov. He was, he was an old KGB guy, too. Right. But he, when he, he was the guy who actually thought that the Americans were going to drop the nuclear mm-hmm. bomb on, yeah. on Russia. But I just wanted to recommend this book, if you're interested. The author's name is Ben. I think it's called McIntyre. All right. I'm so, I, got, I got a stack of books. And I'm, I, I just went through COVID. And, and I, since I've taken semi-retirement, I've just read and read and read and read and read and read and been drawn back into stuff. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I don't know what your what your overall religious convictions are or not. And that's I don't. Not I don't. I don't, I don't have any. Well, my point is, and this is where we'll be different. When I say my prayers at night, which I do say, one thing I've often said is I thank God that He gave me the ability to read. Yeah. Well. Because you know, Walt, reading is truly the key to everything I, yeah. I think I oh, know. Oh, absolutely. Walter Chrysler yes. said, send me readers. Mm-hmm. And Bill Owens and I used to talk about that. Bill Owens is a real deep reader, too. And, you know, you, I, I, I read because it was a gift. It was given to me. It isn't anything that I ever worked on. or I just always loved to read. And we were little kids. And my dad was just a, you know, was a working man. And um, summertime came. And my mom took us to the uh, Carnegie Library, and we'd get five books or four books. I'm in the third or fourth grade. I can remember the first book I sat down and actually read, and and it was it was it was about when they did when they invented airmail, believe it or not. And this one pilot by the name of Jack Knight, uh, you know, I, I just kept starting to read, and I was drawn to. All this stuff as a little kid, I got lousy grades in school. Don't misunderstand me, but I'm reading this stuff. And um, my, my, my uncle, who I adored, would give me books. And he gave me this book on the history of the FBI. And I'm hearing all this stuff about the FBI. And I'm thinking to myself, what, like the FBI was never political? Oh my God, what Hoover did to this country? And now they're going, well, the FBI did this to Trump. What, the, the FBI has always been politicized and always weaponized, has it not been? Well, I don't think there's a government agency that isn't politicized Thank you. Thank at you. one point or another. Th- including CIA and the rest of them. Absolutely. Well, you're talking about your love of reading. My, my folks had this, this policy. If we came home from school and we truly had no homework, because sometimes yeah. we didn't have homework, they would have us sit at the dining room table and for read. an hour yeah. and read. Yeah. And it didn't matter if it was the National yeah. Geographic didn't matter. Time Magazine. It was the idea of learning how to read and to comprehend. And I, which and I can't really say that it was something that anyone ever. I just, and I always look at it was a gift. Like, you know, maybe some kids can like take Dave, Dave, Dave Logan, Scott Hastings, great athletes. It was the mm-hmm. gift to them. I could read. Thank yep. you, man. Very well, well put out, man. Thanks. Good call. Thank you. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. I got a deal for you. Denver Christmas lights. I'm, I'm doing a text right now with, with Mark Crowley. Christmas light installers. And they did it on my house. And I can't wait. I'm going to light it up Christmas Eve.
And I want you to do it. I've never done this. I've always, I've, I've always had light envy. And we do this thing where my son, my grandson, and I ride around and look at lights. And I always liked it when I was a kid. Like, you know, you could see lights. And at half price right now, and it means you get $2,500 value of stunning Christmas lights, and you pick what you want to do for half price. All you need to do is go to denverhalfprice.com and take a look at what they do and, and enter to win your very own Christmas light displays at your house. Again, go to denverhalfprice.com, enter to win your very own Christmas light display for the holiday season. The winner will be chosen Saturday, November 19th after the show. You can check out their work at denverchristmaslightinstallers.com. Call them at 303-521-0588 and ask them to come and do it. 303-521-0588. 303-521-0588. Again, 303-521-0588. DenverHalfPrice.com and win a display. But think about how cool this is. I mean, it really is. It's like you always wanted this. Now it's time to do it. Uh, David Harsani led the show, Professor Smith on uh, National Socialism. Kenny and Scotty. I mean, I just, we got to get those guys in. Yes, and Brother Jeff is going to do the shoot this Wednesday. I, I, I got knocked out of the box. This, 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 uh, this COVID's no joke. And I, you know, I didn't get the booster. Somebody asked me, did you get the booster? No, but there's so many variants out there. And thank you, McAllen, as always, Dr. McAllen. Temperature's dropping. And Winter Park opened, and snow is finally in the mountains. And that means the start of ski season has arrived. And it's the right time, perfect time to take your skis and boards in for a tune. Maybe it's finally time to get new gear. You owe it to yourself. Of all the places you can buy skis, rent skis, boards, do it all right, make sure you just make it a visit. Larson Ski and Sport, located south of I-70 on Kipling. Whether you rent equipment or you want to own it, these are the guys. And like I said, Alan Samuel from Machine Gun Tours, and we went over there John Marriott, and we ended up going to the Crab Shack, and... I you know I've been I've been on the same same skis for four years. I just love them, and but I got to bring them, get them tuned, and got to make a trip. And I want to get some new gogs. And Larson's is convenient. You can stop on the way up the hill or on the way home. Seven days a week, big wooden building next to the Crab Shack, south of I seventy on Kipling. Take it from me, John, and the guys at Larson. Paul, Paul's like the ski guru. And I, I met this young guy because because uh, Alan's friends getting boots. I learned more about putting miles. I think that kid's name was. I learned more about ski boots like in an hour watching this guy. Stop in today and tell them I sent you. Larson Ski and Sport, south of I-70 on Kipling. Their website is larsonsport.com, L-A-R-S-O-N. If you're westbound on I-70, get off on the Kipling exit, come down the ramp, make a left, go underneath, go under, back underneath I-70, come out the other side, see the crab shack, and then right next to it is Larson Ski and Sport. Do we want to pull the pin? All right, let's pull the pin, 710-K-N-U-S. Come on, 710 KNUS, 11.48, 12 minutes before the hour, the best show on this radio, best there on the city, the birds are coming up. Blake Gallagher's got the con, 63 and windy today, 52 tomorrow, back next Saturday. And yes, we're going to do the shoot with Brother Jeff this Wednesday, looking forward to it. If you're selling your home, you must include Gay Ribble with Empower Team, the Empower Home Team, in your conversation. Here's why Gay already has the buyers, and she perfected the home selling process for her clients. It means less stress, more money for you, Jim in Denver. We read the case. Needed to sell fast, and Gay bought him an over-asking price offer in four days. She has 14,000 buyers in the wings. This is how it works. Gay, and it's G-Y-E, Gay Ribble, 
Empower Home Team, unique system to work, creating massive demand, instant results. Jim had multiple offers in four days, accepted the best offer. Call the agent I trust. She is my friend. Call Gay Ribble Empower Team now. Easy number, 833-301-SOLD. Sold. 833-301-SOLD. 833-301-SOLD. Or you can look, gayhasthebuyers.com, G-A-Y-E, hasthebuyers.com. Gay has the buyers, again, 833-301-SOLD. Okay, let's let's see. I like the name. Courier, I like your name, man. And are you on the radio show? Oh, yeah, actually, David. Yeah, oh, hey. Hey. Huge fan. I'm so glad to hear your voice, dude. Oh, you're kind. I swear to you. You're kind. Yeah, I got so depressed, I almost cried. It's the first time. Like, nobody, other than John Denver passing, that one got me. But, yeah. I mean, when you left that day, I got so mad, I deprogrammed you from my car. I swear. <laughs> I'm a courier. I'm I too do. busy. I don't have time to Google. I'm driving, and it was like the second coming of Peter Boyles. I'm driving down the road. I'm, Peter Boyle, my God, I haven't listened to this. So are you just here on Saturdays? Spill yourself yeah, real quick yeah. so I can no, get I, caught up. Listen, I, oh, uh, we, do a, we do a Wednesday television thing, and I do Saturday. You know, it's like... Um, it, it, to come back and do this again and be given the opportunity by Brian and given the opportunity by Kelly to do it again, it's kind of, it's very life-saving. You know, it's, um, you have yeah, no, I just got it. Some, I was so depressed. Oh, you're kind. Well, oh, that's my good. God. Nah, we're yeah, all right. no, just bump because I love your mind. Your your mind is not in a box. Mm. I can't explain it. You, I can't you go either. outside of the box. I can't either. Yeah, so, yeah uh, but... Uh, yeah, the first time I ever met you, I was a courier. I rode up in an elevator with you on Lawrence. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I was like, and this is what's so funny about it, and young people wouldn't get it, but I have no idea how I knew. How how did I know you were Peter Boyles? There was no mm. social media. Like, how did I know? Right, I must have saw you on a billboard, at you know, yeah. at that time. Yeah, they would, but, they, uh, they, they, they would yeah, do cab I, backs and, you know, billboards. And, yeah, 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 it's like. Yeah. I remember I'm going, hey, you're Peter Boyles, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's a 20-second no. elevator ride, and I was like, wow, that was Peter Boyles. Yeah, big you deal. <laughs> big so deal. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. kind. No, this one's really funny. First time I ever saw John Elway, he just signed with the Broncos. He was a rookie. I'm at Colorado and 6th Avenue. I put my hand on the Bible. He was driving a replica of the Knight Rider car, that Firebird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking maybe that's what he bought with his uh, signing bonus. He was just, you know, he was, what, He's a good guy. I mean, I mean, and he's a good yeah, guy. I mean, yeah. my... I love Elway. Yeah, yeah, I've been around yep. him half a dozen times. And for real, you know, he, he's, he's a good yep. guy. It's like, you know, certain people aren't good guys, but he is a good guy. And I uh, think so. Yeah, no, so, I, I know he is. He feel, and he, he's, he, he doesn't pull any... You know, I'm John Elway stuff at all. Yeah. Now, I just want to, I'm going to turn off, turn it, I'm going to hang up. I just got okay, one question. Me. Shoot. I want you to tell me how you see the end of the Ukraine war and what will our relationship well, be with China in 10 years? Um, or will this let's, let's trade. Let, let's trade the on day it. after. Let's trade on it. The Chinese own a lot of our debt and they, uh, they right. all, all like everything. I got a cell phone in front of me. It wasn't made in the U.S. It was made in China. We, we have a symbiotic relationship although they're aggressive, and the Chinese have never been an aggressive country. They've always been an offensive country. Um, the right. Ukraine, I, I tell you what, if the United States is smart, stay away from that. That has all the, that's a, I mean, that, that's, that's, that, that, that can blow up in your face so quick. Um, no, that we, 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 need, we need 
the Chinese as much as I, I was talking about when you read Mao and Mao's biggest problem when when they when they seize power, it isn't the Russians or the Americans in Korea. It's how do I feed these people? I mean, seriously, Mao's biggest problem mm-hmm. was feeding these people who were in starvation. And so now they have these factory uh, dormitories where the hotbeds and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. If you're, if you're not moving cell phones and you're moving computers and you're not doing this kind of stuff and those people aren't going to eat, then the Chinese really have problems. And so, and, and they're getting climbing in bed with the Saudi Arabians and the world is changing. And frankly, Joe Biden ain't the guy to be there when it's changing. He is not. And yeah, they, so they you, took a poll in Poland. I, I don't know if it was yeah. Barf, but uh, the people in Poland said they are more scared of Joe Biden than Putin. That, that, that may be. You know, that, I, that, that may be yeah, because. I, I, I don't know. know if it was the guy was spoofing when he said no, that. I just heard it. You no, know, no. I run in and out of the car. I'm going, I wonder if well, that was real or if anybody that knows, was real. Or, <laughs> if anybody knows what the boot feels like, it's the Poles, whether it was the Nazis or it was the communists. They were always under somebody's boot until, of course, Weklowenska, until they get away from the Soviets. But no, the the Poles know, and the the Polish people, Hungarians, yeah, Estonians, so- they know stuff that we don't know in this country, and yeah. we, we whistle past the graveyard. But so, thank so you. I heard two real quick, things. I, I, always- real, I got to wrap yeah. it here in a second. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Yep, wrap we, it up. Thank right, you, Peter. You take, talk to you. All right, everybody. Uh, folks, we'll be back next week. And it's what the shoot's going to be with Brother Jeff this Wednesday. Blake, you did a good job. Thanks to Scotty Hastings and Kenny. And thanks to David Smith. And thanks to uh, everybody who came on the radio show. It was a good show. Really enjoyed it. We'll see some outcomes. A couple minutes to go. And the birds are up. The next best show in the city. Take care, everybody. See ya. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.